Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. This is episode 25. Dude, we're getting the band back together. Dude! Dude! We're getting the band back together. That's it. Okay, so this is the one where they bring back together Love Handle and Dr. D is planning Vanessa's birthday party. And Vanessa is a little brat about it and doesn't like it. Well, it's a, it, was a, it was a party for for little kids to be fair it was like a theme for like a seven-year-old it's still nice it was nice it was a nice but yes she was frustrated they went all their way to do it so and so yeah the birth the birthday party stuff was was definitely funny but uh the highlight of course was how much how many songs there were in this episode really i would say this is one of my favorite episodes of the whole series definitely the best episode that we've seen this so probably far. would have been my f- my number five. <laughs> okay, as was true with the episode of "It's About Time," the formula comes very close to hitting all ten. The only thing we were missing this time was "Oh, there you are, Perry," which actually we haven't heard for the last four episodes. They straight. don't care where Perry is. I guess not. He hasn't been showing up. But Ferb got two lines. Uh, we had a variant on Curse You, the Perry the Platypus, which was... Thank you, Perry the Platypus, from Vanessa. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, and then, of course, not just one song, not just two, but five, five songs, which we will talk about a little later on. And I will sing a little bit of one of them because I only know one of the lyrics by, like... The thought of my brain. You snuck your way right into my heart? No. Oh. We had a few guest stars, the guest stars being the members of Love Handle. Uh, Carlos Alazraki is back. I don't know if he's a multi-recurring guest star. He's the one that did the voice for Dr. Feelbetter on It's About Time. And how did that make you feel? He does the voice for Bobby Fabulous. Jarrett Reddick does the voice for Danny. I didn't know who that was. It turns out he is the lead singer for of Bowling for Soup, best known by us we, as... We what? What do we know Bowling for Soup best for doing? I don't know. The theme song of the show. It's 104 Days in Summer Vacation. That's I never a, knew this. Bowling for Soup is who performs that song. We were searching him up and it said... Why did he leave the bowl for soup? And I'm like, you left the bowling for soup? And then the guy who did the voice for Swampy, the most famous of the bunch, as far as I know, Steve Zahn, um, best known for playing that little guy in bit roles in various TV shows and movies. I don't know anything in particular. We were also looking through the credits at some of the voices. Um, there was one voice that actually uh, I know, but I didn't know for a hot second, was um, dead. Bender, the voice, the guy who did the voice for Bender in Futurama. Yes. I don't remember his name at the moment. <laughs> so the segment earlier in the episode where the kids were watching the documentary, Whatever Happened to Love Handle, that was obviously a play off of VH1's Behind the Music series, which was well known at the time. 
Maybe well known now. I don't know. Okay. So when Candace gets a call from Stacy, she's like, "You know what band's getting back together? Love Handle." And Stacy's like, "Love Handle. My mom loves that. Loves that band. Hey, mom, look." Love Handle's getting back together, and the her mom was actually the doctor in I Scream, You Scream, that the previous episode. That's right. So I didn't realize that, but Callie put that together. That was good. I knew that for a while. Also, one of the, um, I probably said this before, but I don't remember. One of the Fireside Girls is Stacy's sister, and the doctors from Ice Cream, the doctor from Ice Cream, You Scream, mom i don't remember her her name yes i forgot her name the doctor's name no the little girl Uh, she's the one with the bangs i don't know they haven't introduced her yet as far as i know oh maybe they've shown her but they haven't given a voice to her a name to her yet i'm not sure she's the one with that one song i'm not putting any spoilers waggle dance yeah Uh, also, Baby for the first time, we saw when, when Bobby Fabulous is talking to Phineas and Ferb, he just, I don't, he leans forward and he's got a mouth drawn on his hand and he makes the mouth say, secretly, I'm very lonely. That's actually um, said in one of the other episodes yes. from Dr. D. Right. I know that's recurring. Secretly, I'm very lonely. But I don't know, I, I don't. Like, I don't understand that joke. I mean, it's funny. It's just so out of... So I feel like it must be a reference to something that I just don't know what it is. Maybe somebody will let me know. At? You get to say it. Callie and her dad at gmail.com. But that is not the end of the episode. No, no, no. Let's, before we go on to our top moments of the episode, let's talk about the songs. Because, as mentioned, there were five. Each of the three members of Love Handle got one, got starring role in one of the songs, and then the... And one of the characters, um, Bobby Fabulous, I believe, um, he's my favorite character in this episode. Why? Just the way he talks is like, <laughs> who are you? And talk to the hand. Right, that was when he said talk to the hand when the hand started talking back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was a talk to the hand joke. So looking at these five songs... Callie, which was your favorite of the bunch? Um, I ain't got rhythm. Yeah. I know that like at the top of my head. Yes, I also agree that that is my favorite of the f- of the five. And I don't need to be a rock star. It's, I like the drums. So I ain't got rhythm. No, I ain't got rhythm. So I ain't got rhythm. No, I ain't got rhythm, I ain't got rhythm, and that's all I know. Yeah, and then Phineas is saying stuff. I like the part where he says that you have that funky syncopation. It's nice. Look at that, they're stopping their feet. Nice. No, yeah, it's good. It's a good one. What's your second favorite of the bunch, Callie? Music makes us better. Well, actually, it's... So, right, that's the one they play over the closing credits. Music makes us better. And that's And I would say that now. of that my second favorite one would be I'm Fabulous. Or whatever the name of it is. Fabulous, I'm fabulous. We need you back on bass guitar. Oh, You're good. fabulous. I'm fabulous. You're fabulous. And I ran out of breath. So that was your third favorite Either one. Either I finished the song or I or I lose oxygen. So yeah, eat the the music really nice. I mean I enjoyed 
the all of the songs, even the, his, the history of rock song, probably my least favorite of the bunch, but was still funny for all of the the different types of music they played, the blues. I feel like I would have listened to that in the background of something if I'm like doing something because it's just kind of peaceful except when it does the rock. And some in that song, it actually shows like when he's doing the guitar solo and there's a bunch of like... Um, it's like a hippie or the part where he says... This is psychedelia. Yeah, it looks like a hippie on drugs. Yes, that's what it's good they're going for. And anyway, so that that whole thing was was pretty good and and just it's there's just different lines in each one. I want to do my number. Like you snuck your way right now. You snuck your way right into my heart. Just real quick. You snuck your way right into my heart. I like the part about like a ninja of love repelling down from above. And then it just shows the fire like, "Wait a minute, they did show her." I didn't say they didn't show her. I'm just saying they didn't name her or she didn't have a line yet. Ginger! Have they named her? I think that's her name. I haven't written her name down. Actually, she doesn't show up later. All right, then. I'm just bringing it up because I can. All right. Fair enough. I got to stop saying fair enough, though. No. All right. Okay, now it's time for number five. Yay. Well, no, so... I want to do the number five. Let's work... Let's just work in the midpoint of the episode here. Let's just work in Ferb's question. After they talked to Bobby Fabulous and were trying to get him involved, and he gave this whole long performance where he sang this song. Oh, one other thing about that song. I like how in the background, while everybody's dancing inside the, also, the hairdresser... While everyone's, while everyone's dancing inside the hairdresser, uh, Candace is still trying to distract Linda. So he, she, you see just Linda flailing her arms around the whole time while everybody else is going through this choreographed dance. I feel like if I did that, Mom would be like, okay, we're going home. And I would be in trouble. And After that, they, they, they strike this pose pointing at the camera. And then we, they pan to the side where there is pointing at Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> And then Ferb says, May we take that as a yes? Also, I like, I had this idea. If you saw these people when you walked into Bobby Fabulous and you saw them just dancing and running around in circles and singing, what would you do? Would you join them in the singing? Or would you walk out there, like, being shocked? What would you do, Dad? You're right, though. If I walked in into a into a full-on musical number, it's unlikely that I would join in. Are you ready for our top five? Yay! Top five because it's a double-length episode. And interestingly, we have no overlap. We have completely unique top five Talk lists. To Who's going to go first, Kelly? Me. You. Go for it, then. So my number five is, you're kidding me, right? You're, you're kidding me. Don't you see what you were doing right there? Out of the song... Ain't Got Rhythm. Yes. I. That's a good one. It's not necessarily funny, but it's definitely a quote that I use a lot. You're kidding me, right? You're, you're kidding me. Of course, I also use Bobby Fabulous as a quote. I'm fabulous. Every once in a while. <laughs> My number five is after Perry has been strapped to the fireworks and Vanessa has come in. And she is distraught over this party. 
And he's like, look, our, our nemesis is strapped to the fireworks. And then it shows him. And he's even though he's tied down, he lifts up his hand, tips his hat at Vanessa, and then puts his oh, hand back to his arm back oh, down. Oh, I didn't see that. I must have been writing something down. So that was funny to me. Anyways, my number four is at the end, at the credits, Dr. D was just dancing and pushing everyone and thought it was funny. I like the part where he is like really doing some serious head banging. <laughs> Right? I would do, do it, but I don't want to. And then he starts Oh, I would, but I won't want to. Uh, number four for me is right toward the beginning of the episode where he uh, Candace informs Lawrence that it's his anniversary. And Phineas and Ferb offer to help. And he's, he's like, what can we do to help? And he's like, or can we help? And he said, I'm afraid not, boys, unless you can perform miracles. Phineas I saw says, you writing to them, by the way. And Phineas says, what's your budget? <laughs> I would have wrote that down, but it, but I didn't. Well, that's a fair point. My number three, my number three is, so they finally got done with Vanessa's birthday party and said... Decorating for it. Yeah. So Dr. Doofenshmirtz said after decorating Vanessa's birthday party, what, so this is the giant firecracker that will blast up at, in the party. So here's the awkward part. And when I, mean, I say awkward, I mean for you. Not so much for me. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yes, I also agree. That was on my short list. It was maybe number six or seven for me. Uh, my number three. What was easy for me when I was picking out my number top five was I have ten written down, so I just had to cross out five and I would be done. That's true. Dad my, had eight, so that wasn't so easy for him. My number three is when we see Lawrence and his... I don't know, was it called Lovagram or something like that? Uh, the old lady. Yeah, the old lady in the, the heart outfit. And they're trying to get everything all set up, and then something catches on fire, and she goes to grab the hose, and then she knocks over the table, and then the hose comes out, and everything gets sprayed and is all wet. She goes, Well, that hardly ever happens. <laughs> so I guess sometimes it does happen. Maybe. So my number two is, so a guy comes in and Danny's music store when Phineas and Ferb leave and says, the muse, the spirit of rock and roll has called to me. And Danny said, I knew it. That'll be $1,800. I thought that was funny. It's a nice guitar for $1,800, I think. My no- I would have said that was like 100 My number two, definitely the funniest line to me in the episode was when he was reminded of something that he could do. And he goes, like, where do you have your treasured memories? And he goes and grabs his toolbox, and Candace steps up, and she goes, he keeps his treasured memories in his toolbox. Also, I like to point out at the beginning of the episode, Candace's mouth's kind of off. Don't ask me why I was looking at her mouth. I just caught it. Why were like, you looking at her mouth? Oh, you said don't what ask me What did I just say, Dad? Sorry, my mistake. You said don't ask me that. Okay, Callie, number one. My number one is, um, I forgot her name, that Bobby was talking to in his in his little store. I don't know that they ever named her. His, his no, reception- he did. They, he did. His receptionist? Yeah. Okay. It said, who are these little people? I just, I'm going to use that from now on. If I ever meet one of my friend's friends, I'll be like, who is this little person? Because usually my friends are younger. Or older. There's no happy medium. Yeah. 
That's that's true of most people, I think, that either their friends are younger or older. It's well, not, I mean, not too many too many of us that have friends that are exactly the same age as we are. Sometimes. Sometimes. My number one, really, I just have to say, I'm just going to lump it in the music. This whole episode was about music, and the songs were the longest songs we've seen in the episodes so far. There were so many of them. Uh, there is a more musical episode, but that's not until sometime in the distant future. When? Uh, the end of season two. Oh. And it is better. Even better than this one. But this is a very good episode. But still, the music was really good. Such a variety. I mean, the d- big difference between Ain't Got Rhythm, which has got this nice, all this nice drumming in it. Oh, I ain't got rhythm. And you, you snuck your way into my, into my heart, which is a power ballad and fabulous, which is almost like a... Like it's like a, like a club. And the music makes us better. It's just a rock number. I mean, it's just the variety. Great music. Best episode so far. So we'll just go out on... I've already given you the email address. We're not, we're not going to give it to you again. <laughs> Once per episode, that's the deal. But Calitervet at gmail.com. But sometimes... <laughs> so sometimes you do get it twice per episode, just like sometimes you get two verb lines per episode, like this one right toward the end when he echoed Danny's statement, which was flashback to earlier and called out to his dad. Well, don't just stand there. Kiss her! I don't know why I clapped. That was completely legit. They're married. It's fine. It's all on the Oh, so I would like to ask if they're stepbrothers. Why were their parents dating and they're not actual brothers? You know... Can you explain that? This episode does without... I mean, we already said we were done, so we're not going to go off on this for too long. But this episode does throw a serious monkey wrench into the general timing of every of everything. Also, I would still like to say because in theory um, the kids were all already born, but they're talking about this like it was sometime from like the late '80s or early '90s, like 20 years, 15, 20 years earlier, and yet it could only have been like five or six years before. So I think. That Dr. D married... Yeah, you've already explained this. I know, I know. Dr. D married Linda, then they got divorced and had Phineas and Candace, and then she married um, Lawrence and had Ferb. Not had Ferb. Ferb was already Lawrence's son. So, we've heard that theory from you before, Callie. I don't think that... And whether that's true or not, I don't think that addresses the... I think it's true. Okay. But I don't think that addresses the question of the timing in this episode. So with this one, we're just going to have to say, hey, they're playing fast and loose with the timing. And we're just not going to worry about it. Not going to not gonna worry about it. Yep. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> like if I ever meet a kid, if I ever... Ever, ever, ever.